welcome into life update number two. Hello, hello, welcome in, welcome in to hear my rant about my life. That's pretty much all I'm going to be talking about. The same things from like the first episode, just up and current, you know, stuff about my job, situation at home, working out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, how everything panned out from the first time and really just seeing where I'm at mentally and seeing what the next steps are in my life. All right. So let's start off with work. Still at the same job. Hopefully not soon. It's terrible. Not terrible. Like I'm still not doing anything to a degree, but there's still so much negativity. I have a little bit more control. I've started giving the I don't care like attitude, but I hate feeling that way, especially at work. I'm watching like TikToks. I'm on Instagram all the time. I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm watching six episodes of Netflix during my shift. Like I don't I don't like that feeling. I don't, can just do that at home. So why don't you just send me home? Because I'm going to be doing the same exact thing. But really the first date that I made this like epiphany, we'll say, for the for the job was on April 8th. I was looking actually yesterday through the notes that I write myself at work. And it was dated on the 12th. And in that it says today is the official day I have checked out of this job. Like where I'm moving forward. I don't want to be here anymore. And that's going to be my mindset moving forward. And within that note on the 12th, it said I actually did it on the 8th, mentally checked out, but I didn't write about it. Moving forward, it was my birthday. I remember this. It was on my birthday. And I go over to a job or one of my favorite field people is working. His name's Mario. And we're talking in Spanish, so Steve doesn't understand anything I'm saying at this point. And Mario says, hey, what's up, Denzel? Doing good. I was like, to be honest, I don't want to be here. It's like, why? So, yeah, I just didn't want to show up to work today. It's like, are you like not good? Like, you don't feel good? It's like, no, mentally, I just don't want to work. It's like, but you're normally a hard worker. I'm like, yeah, like, that's still the case. I just don't want to be here. Like, today's my birthday. I kind of just want to be home. But the reason I'm here is because I need the money. My windshield just broke. Cost $1,200. Something I was not expecting. I'll take the day so I could pay that off faster. I said, okay, okay, okay. Perfect. And what's wrong? And I have this conversation with them, pretty much breaking down the same things I say all the time. It's like, well, why don't you just change your mentality? Why don't you try it? I was like, I've tried, but you know what? I'll try. I'll continue to try. Like, I'm still going to take that effort to make every day at least tolerable to where I don't want to kill myself. It's like, yeah, do that. Like you said, it's your birthday. Enjoy it. Once you get out of here, throw it away. Enjoy the day. If you're doing like a birthday week or do whatever, just throw work away the second you Walk out that door, out that office. So I try to do that daily. Sometimes it doesn't work. But he's like, yeah, just try. Do your best. I'm here if you need anything. From that point, when I went back into work that Monday after that week, I sat down. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take that more. Like really put a lot of energy into that. Where it says just try to make the best of my day. Even though there's so much negativity, even though I don't have a lot of control over what I do. I'm going to try to find that. I'm going to try to grab onto something, be more assertive, be more of an asshole now, even though I don't know anything, but 
start shoving it more into his face and being more of a brick wall. I tried that. I tried being more passive. I tried being the best assistant that I could. I tried to become a leader. Everything that I believe I could have done, I did, and it's all landed me in the same place, which is the same way I felt when I said, hey, I'm checked out of this job. I don't want to be here, and I'm still in the same place. And what can you do? All you can do is try. And I've tried every avenue. My dad, when I was explaining this to him originally, said the exact same thing. He's like, you're just not trying hard enough. You just have to do more things. Switch it up a bit. Look at it from a different angle. And every single time I had this conversation with my dad, he's like, okay, cool. You tried that. Try something else. Cool. You tried that. Try something else. And this was like a couple of weeks ago. I was talking to him about the same thing. And he said, you know what? Get out of there. And when my dad says that, my dad, who's super strict, who's like, no, it's all about the money. It's all about the work ethic. You don't want to move jobs that fast. He was like, yeah, stay there for six months if you can. I was like, I don't even think I can mentally stay here for that long. I said, yeah, get out of there. For sure, get out of there. I told my mom, I was like, I prefer to go back to Target rather than staying here. She was like, if it's that bad, then you got to get out of there. I said, yeah, we'll get into that later because that might be the play is to move, go back to Target, even though I hated the environment in the sense of the people. But now it's easier for me to block people out to a degree, especially since I'm now in this mode and what I've learned from this job and how to separate myself from it. I think it would be advantageous to go back, but for different reasons. I'll get into that a little bit later. During that like two month block, I was happy for one week. One Monday comes by and I get to work and Steve's truck's not there. I normally get to work a little late. We're supposed to be there at seven. I get there like seven ten, seven fifteen sometimes. Because if I get paid salary, I'm like, I don't care what time I get in, especially if I'm gonna sit there and do nothing. I'm gonna take my extra 10, 15 minutes. I don't I really don't care. But Steve's truck's not there. He's always there on time, gets there between six fifty to seven o'clock. And I'm like, okay, cool. He's probably getting gas because he's only been late once. And the one time that he came in, he said, oh, yeah, I was just getting gas. I was running low. I'd rather get it now rather than when I'm on my way to an appointment and forget. Cool. Half an hour passes by. Does not show up. Cat, which is one of the ladies up front, comes back to where I'm at. We call it the war room, or that's what I call it, the, my office area. And she says, yeah, Steve's not coming in today. It's like, oh, is he sick or something? He's like, see, yeah, something like that. But he's just not coming in today. Okay, cool. So I'm thinking, what the hell do I do now? Like, I'm just, Normally he tells me something to do. I'm just sitting there because I literally have nothing to do. And he doesn't give me anything. I have uh, no uh, options. Like I'm just free. I've never had this much freedom to where I can choose to go and walk a job if I want to without him calling me saying, hey, I actually need you to go to Henderson instead of going to North Las Vegas. So what did I do that day? I had to appointments already scheduled so I did those and then about halfway through the day I come back for lunch and the owner which is the person that hired me he said hey is uh, Steve out on an appointment I said no uh, he just didn't show up today he's sick he's like oh this is the first time I'm hearing about it and everybody else was asking me the same thing that's how you see there's no communication in a project management office, in a general contractor. That's kind of scary. If you don't even know that your project manager is out halfway through the day, that's 
red flag exclamation point everywhere but fast forward throughout the day it comes like 2 30 i said hey i'm going to go do some runs in north las vegas because these are jobs i don't know about never seen them before and because they're on lock boxes i'm gonna go check them out that way i have a better understanding of what we're doing there perfect if i was like if you need anything you know my number just give me a call day was super chill super nice did exactly what i needed to do got more updated on jobs as i'm supposed to do for my job next day comes in steve's truck isn't there again i'm like okay so did he call out again or what's happening so then i go up to cat front half an hour no passes again i was like hey so is steve not coming in he's like yeah no he's not coming in I said okay and then i go to the owner I was like, hey, just to let you know, just so the same thing doesn't happen yesterday, Steve is not coming in again. Then he looks at me, he's like, yeah, I had a conversation with him this morning and he's not doing well. I was like, what do you mean he's not doing well? He's like, yeah, he's not doing well mentally. He's super stressed out. There's so much weight on him and he just kind of just needs to be away from this. I said, oh, so he's like having like this mental breakdown. He's like, yeah, pretty much. He's having a mental breakdown. I said, and how long he's been doing this? About 20 20 years I'm like okay perfect yeah it's not the first time he's had a mental breakdown he's had it like one or two times and me thinking okay cool so you know is he okay do we know when he's coming back like what's happening I said yeah he said he's doing okay he just needed some time alone but he'll probably be back tomorrow Wednesday that Tuesday again I didn't have any appointments so it was really just structuring everything to my liking and again a very chill day a very relaxing day because I got to do exactly what I wanted to and accomplish things that people didn't think I could accomplish, or at least the, the people in the office didn't think I would. Fast forward to Wednesday. Wednesday is our payroll day. That's when all the guys in the field come in and um, write down all their hours and how much they want to take out the budget and things like that. Steve's still not there because Mike told me, hey, Steve's going to come in Wednesday, tomorrow, Wednesday. Wednesday shows up. Nobody. All the workers are like, Steve's still not back? I'm like, nope, I have no idea where he's at. No idea when he's coming back. After payroll gets done, it's about 10 o'clock and we have a meeting. We had meetings, like office meetings, just with the people in the office, like four, for like seven of us. And uh, we break down certain things where I was like, okay, why are we struggling at this point? Why are we not finishing jobs? Things like that. We started that really when I started working in February we did them like three times in a row and then after that didn't have one until this week that came up and they're like hey we all know Steve isn't here and it seems like he was worse than yesterday and I had this conversation with him and told him he can t take as much time as he wanted but if he's really that stressed he needs to look for a new job because he does not have a return day he said minimum he's going to be out is going to be this whole week so until Friday and today is Wednesday, but we need to operate from here on out that Steve is not coming back. At that point, I'm like, damn, so am I like the only manager now? Like you guys pretty much tied me up this whole time without me doing anything. And now you're like letting me go. Cool. This is the opportunity I needed. This is the chance that I, I've needed from the beginning. I'm going to tackle it. Perfect. Mike comes up to me and says, or in that meeting says, are you ready? I was like, I have to be. I I confidently can manage everything that we have right now. And I told him, give me one week. Today's Wednesday. Give me until next week on Wednesday. We'll have a meeting 
And by that point, I will know everything that's happening at every single job managed within a timeline. Obviously, the only thing I need help with is the construction side. As if I am looking at something, I need to be able to identify the problem. I don't have that skill yet because I haven't encountered every single situation in the world. So if I take a picture, take a video, and I come up to you guys and say, hey, what's happening here? What is the solution? That's the help I need. Other than that, managing-wise, lining everything up, talking to all the subcontractors, all that, I can take I can take over. They're like, cool, perfect. We'll help you out with what you need. We'll also take some jobs back from you. That way you don't have to manage all the ones that, that are on the table and manage the main ones that we don't really know much about anymore that Steve was mainly managing. Perfect. Wednesday, worked my ass off. Made so many phone calls out to the field, to the subcontractors, to the customers themselves, made so many punch lists, had everything like down to a T. And all the estimators, we were pretty much in all one room. And they asked me, hey, what's happening with this job? I said, I don't know. He's like, cool, write it down. That's on the list. So I literally created a list as I'm creating another list for customer saying, okay, cool. This is what's happening left, right, center and created a really good workflow. And this to me was the first time in the office where everybody was communicating. We have a program called Dash, which is where we store all of the information for all the jobs, right? So whenever we get a work order, it's put through that. That's how we communicate to the insurance companies, how we communicate within each other. Sometimes if, if I need to know about the Smith job, then I can easily look in there, look at the notes that were taken by either the estimator or the coordinator or the insurance company and get all the answers I need. And if the answer is not presented in there, then obviously I know what to do and then put that answer in there myself. So it's easy, easy communication. But like I said, this was we were all communicating. We were all taking weight off each other's shoulders. It was actually like a well-oiled machine. That Wednesday, amazing day, super productive. Thursday comes around. Same exact thing, same structure, people working, taking weight off of each other's shoulders, asking all these questions. I'm learning so much, the most I've ever learned ever. Talked to all these people, made them happy that were waiting for so long without communication. I said, hey, I know we have not been communicating well. I am here now. Give me a list of stuff that still needs to be done because I'm completely unaware of it. And I will do the best that I can, but you have to be patient with me. And just saying that, when I would talk to people in person and go to the jobs and meet them, they would be happy, have a smile on their face, or even on the phone, they were super nice. That was all they needed. Something that we lacked just to give them a call every week and say, hey, this is your situation. This is where we're at. Everything good. Any questions? Perfect. Have a great one. I'll call you with any new updates or I'll give you, if no major updates has happened, like if we rating, if we're waiting you know, three weeks for cabinets. I'll give you a call next Friday. Say, hey, we're still waiting on cabinets. New ETA is actually short in a week. Should be installed Thursday. Cool. On Friday, the estimators come up to me and it's like, you gave us, you told us a week. I believe you're going to accomplish because you're going way faster than what we anticipated. You're doing a great job. Everything's lining up. Communicating is so easy. Everything's working out. Great job. All the guys on the field, instead of calling Steve, are calling me now. They're like, hey, there's an issue over at this job. Can't get the water on. I looked at the main line. No water at the hose bib. I don't see anything on the street. Can you give me a solution? Give me two minutes. I'll figure it out. Hang up. Call one person. Get that information. Call the other person. Call the original person back. Say, hey, this is what you got to do. One, two, three. 
It's like, okay, perfect. That's actually, thank you very much for doing that super fast. Never really gotten that response super fast before. Thank you for taking that time. Of course, next person saying, hey, there's these three things that need to be done. I'm not getting paid for all three, but do you still want me to do it because it's convenient? I said, you know, I know I'm managing you, but what do you think? Personally, what do you think? Do you want to do that? I know it's not within your budget. You're technically going to do it for what? $30. Is it worth you doing it for $30 rather than just have the plumber do it when he comes in and installs the toilet? He said, you know what? No, my cool. Perfect. Don't put it on your plate. Wasn't part of your original scope of work. I'll figure it out. Move on. He's like, wow. You know, everybody obviously wants stuff to be done fast and efficiently. And a lot of times you don't get paid for that. I said, no, we'll know your worth. If the scope, if I'm telling you to do one, two, and three, and then I ask you to do four, if you're not getting paid, I shouldn't expect you to do four. I'll find somebody to do four. If it's to install a toilet and that's the last thing I need, I don't need you to do it. I will call a plumber because that's what they're there for. I'm not doing that for you. He's like, wow. Again, the first time. So I started getting respected by the people around me. Everything was firing on all cylinders. Loved my job. The the thing that I expected when I got hired, I was actually doing and I completely enjoyed everything about it. The good and the bad, right? Because obviously it's stressful when you're managing 60 jobs at the same time. It gets stressful. Not everybody's nice. You have to be patient with everybody. You have to approach people differently. But that comes with the job. And I have accepted that super fun. Fast forward Friday. We all ask. We all get into a meeting again and say, is Steve coming back Monday? Everyone says. Or Mike says, I don't know. We're still operating as if he's not coming back. We've already put out ads to fill in his position because we have no idea if he's coming back Monday. Philip then talks to me, which is one of the estimators that was um, helping me out a lot. Says, hey, you got this down pat now. Like you, in the last two days, I've seen how efficient you are, how productive you are. When Steve comes back, take initiative, like flip the role. As in like, now he's going to need to learn from you in the sense of, you know what's happening at every single job now. He has to take all that information back from you, and then you should delegate what's happening. You should say, hey, at Snyder, we got the cabinets already going. I already have the countertops and the plumber scheduled, and then the flooring scheduled right after that. So I already have all that scheduled out. You don't have to worry about this job. What I want you to do is at this job, since you have more rapport with the, with the person, with the client itself, I want you to give her a call, give her the updates, and then call the flooring company to see if we're still good for Thursday so that we can have that set in stone to then have the plumber come in right after that to set the toilet after the vinyl gets put in. And I said, yeah, of course. Like, if everything works as intended, let's do it. Monday comes, literally back to the original way. He's like, oh, I'm going to need updates from you now, Denzel, because I've been gone for a, a week. I was like, yeah, I already have three appointments set up this morning. Let's do it after lunch. After lunch comes through, I said, well, have you figured out what's happening? He said, yeah, like it's all messed up. I'm like, what do you mean it's all messed up? Just because it's not what you are used to doesn't mean it's messed up. He said, yeah, like there's issues here, 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 and here. I was like, no, there's not. You're just seeing an issue. It's like, yeah, like the plumber should go before this i said no because i've called both of them and said hey do you need this to get done first or can you come after because he can get in sooner than you is that okay 
yeah, that's fine. I can work around him. Perfect. Call the other guy. Hey, you are going before this. I know it's normally done after. Is it okay if that's right? It's like, yeah, it's easily done. I've done it a million times when I come before that person. Perfect. Cool. Talk to a different client. And she's like, hey, what's happening? We can probably finish this out in like two weeks, right? I said, let me look at the list. So we looked at the list together. It's like, okay, this remains. I can have somebody come in. This was on Friday. So I was like, okay, I'll have somebody come in Monday and do half to three quarters of the list because, you know, he only has X amount of time to work. After that, he finishes the majority of this list. On Wednesday, someone's going to come. On Thursday, we're going to do a final clean. On Friday, that guy's going to come back to finish all this job, but he's going to remain clean that way. You know, we don't, we, cause we only get one shot at cleaning a house, which is why it's normally done at the end. But if we do it beforehand, we just, you know, make sure everything else is clean. Everybody was, wears booties and gloves and stuff like that. And then by that point, everything is going to be set in stone as in like all of the small things that we didn't account for should be done the week after that. And she was like, yep, that's exactly how I want it to be done. I said, cool. There's no issue with it being done that way. So I will schedule it that way. And I scheduled it that way. Steve comes in Monday. He says, no, I don't want to do the final clean on Thursday because we still have work to do. I said, yeah, I understand that. And I've already communicated that with the person that's working, that he said he would maintain clean. He only has about 25% of the final list left, which is the cleanest stuff, which is putting like trim plates on, which is um, installing the grates on the refrigeration system, stuff like that, stuff that does not require you to cut anything or drill anything out anymore he's like that's not the way i want to do it now that job that should have been done within those two weeks is still going on which is like what three four weeks after that so yeah and that lady i felt so bad for because she's like i didn't haven't gotten any updates i was like now that steve's back i have no idea what's going on he's like yeah because everything has to go to through steve right it's like unfortunately yes if i had the power you know, Natalie would have been out there on Thursday, but now she's probably going to come out there in two weeks. Oh, okay. You know, you did the best that you could. Thank you for, for your time and your patience. So of course, if there's anything, you can always text me and call me and I'll try to get the answers, but I can't give you an answer anymore. I have to ask for the answer, which kind of sucks. And yeah, that's pretty much happened with everything that I had in line. Whenever I had something scheduled or if I had something scheduled, if he didn't like the order or the timeline, he would be like, no, I don't want that to happen. And he says, oh, did you account for this? I'm like, yes, I accounted for this because I've already talked to Philip and he's accounted for that. And he's like, oh, no, Philip is doing it backwards. I said, no, I am not doing it backwards. I am literally doing what he says. And he's the one that estimated this job. And he's the one that created the workflow for this job. I asked him and this is the way that he wants to do it. If along the way. It changes because somebody proposes something else. Cool. We'll worry about it when we get there. But no, that just didn't happen. But to stop really talking about that situation or work in general, because I can literally rant for hours about this job. It just went downhill again from that. I just felt like I was in the same place. Funny enough, about a week after that week We'll say like not the following week where everything was like reverting back to normal, but the week after that, I went out to a customer, which was the first time I ever saw her, and it was to get a punch list done. So literally the last two or three items that needed to be done. 
And I said, hey, how you doing? My name is Denzel. What are you? I'm here to like look at the cabinet, look at the the tub, stuff like that. And I said, hey, what do you think needs, still needs to be done? That way I can write it out. And throughout this conversation, we ended up creating a punch list in like two minutes because it was literally a short list. And she starts ranting about the company. She's like, I know this is not your problem. I know like you've barely been there. This is the first time I'm seeing you. you've been super nice. But your company is terrible. And I said, I agree. It's like, yeah, I mean, the work that you do, guys do like the people that come out super nice, super organized, super clean, super friendly. Your management, though, is horrific. I said, yeah, I'm in the office all the damn time. I see it. And the fact that you see it 20 miles away from the office in your own home surprises me. It's like, yeah, it starts going off. We start ranting for about an hour having this conversation about how bad the company is from a customer standpoint. Because she says she's done three jobs by this point. They're overcharging her. The timeline has been terrible. There's no communication to the point where she didn't even want to speak to anybody in the office. She was emailing all of us. And I was the only person that um, had actual phone calls with her after this point. It was just a mess. She she was telling me all of these stories that I had no idea about because her first original job started before I, I was even working there. And one of the lines is like, yeah, your boss has too much ego and is a narcissist. And because of that, this company probably is going to fail. And I know he said he was going to take over the company now. And that means you're never going to go up because of the personality. And that's something that he will not be able to change because that's just who he is. I see that all the issues that have arised for me, you know, accepting you guys as a general contractor has come from just straight personality and the way I know he's going to run this company. And I started thinking about it. I was like, damn, you're right. Like you worded that beautifully or the way that she worded it. I'm just paraphrasing or something. And that was probably the best conversation I've had with somebody, at least the customer stance about the company because they were pure honest. Like other people would tell me, yeah, it was pretty bad because management, I was like, cool. Is there anything else I can help you with? It's like, no, whenever you have come within the last two weeks to finish out this job has been the easiest process throughout the four months that you guys have been working on my house. Perfect. That was, that's the reason I got hired. Thank you for the patience. If you need anything, don't hesitate to give me a call. And that's been like three, four people. But this was like an actual lengthy conversation. After that point, everything just started clicking. And actually today, even today, we had an issue. And then I went out into Bay One, which is like where our shop is at, where they make the cabinets. And then Jan, which is one of the people up front, came back as like people are not held responsible for their actions. She said that when someone messes up or something isn't done right people don't take accountability and because of that we get into this circle and into this loop of trying to find the blame or putting the blame on somebody else to where nothing gets done and people don't care about the work anymore so if i have somebody that's like hey i need you to get this installed in two weeks because it's one cabinet and this cabinet should take a week if you take your time, it will take two weeks. Perfect. I understand people can has have scheduling difficulties. Like if the client is only available Monday and Friday, it's cool. If you picked it up Monday, you can go back on Friday, go back on Monday again, finish it out on Friday. But 
because they don't, I guess, have integrity. I don't know what the what the phrase I should be using there is. Then they go on their own schedule and we're waiting on them and we're getting in trouble by the insurance companies. Like, hey, why is this process taking six weeks when it should be taking two? And what do we have to do? We have to make up a reason so then we don't get penalized. So it's just the constant cycle of that. Yeah, that happened with the cabinet guy today. Long story, but not really, you know, going to get into detail with that because I've already been ranting about work for way too long. Fast forward to that. It's really like, yeah, I've tried everything. I've seen everything. I've had conversations with the people out in the field. They see the struggle that I'm going through because they've been in the struggle for years. They're just not on the management side. And I tell them how much worse the management side is. Because if they feel that they're getting mismanaged, imagine me in management getting mismanaged. It's just it's just like a, a weight on top of another weight, right? It's pretty bad. So I was looking at different options. I've been applying for jobs for about two months for things that are equal or more pay. Nothing has come up whenever I've gotten, what, two emails back about, hey, like just continue this process. I need to know your credit score. It's like, they're like, hey, go on this website and go, you know, take your TransUnion account, create it. Said, I'm not going to pay for it if my bank offers it. I can show you it through the app. Is that cool? No response. Did another one that ended up emailing me. I was like, hey, I just need you to sign this contract and do it. Ended up being a scam. Good thing I got out of that. I was just so eager to get out of there that I almost took it too. So I'm like, yeah. I want to make the same amount of money, nothing comes up. But anything that comes out to less, whether it's like $17, $18, or all that customer service reps, all of this stuff, gotta lift like 100 pounds a day, and I don't have the greatest back anymore, so lifting 100 pounds continuously, don't want that to be my thing. I've realized how important it is to preserve your body over the long term, and I don't think working for 16 bucks an hour is worth doing that. So after calculating all of that, I'm like, well, Target for what it is, the actual physical job isn't bad. Obviously, the thing that's bad about it, like everything else in corporate America, is other people, your coworkers, and management. And that is one of the main reasons many people quit. One of the reasons that I quit, because management was dumb at that point, to where I said, okay, let me move on. I want to make more money, and I want to be in better management. Let me find something found something that made more money worse management so i said okay i can take a step back now that i have a different viewpoint and perspective on how i can handle people even though i've burned so many bridges over there within coworkers, i don't care anymore because i'm there to do my job and do and you know go home and i can actually do my job as in like i don't have to rely on somebody else in order for my output to be good and as long as I'm producing what I need to do and doing my job, it's all that matters. I will feel fulfilled rather than just sitting there like I do in my current job. And I don't care about the price drop per se because I've gotten to a point with the money that I did make or that I do make now, I've done everything financially that I needed to. Right? I've got to a position where I could get approved for the car that I have. So now I just have a monthly payment. I've fully paid off my insurance for the year. I don't have any debt anymore, stuff like that. So with the money increase, I did great things with it. 
and now taking a step back on that i know the money will come in the future so let me focus on the things that i should focus on which are going back to the gym i built out that home gym outside haven't been hitting it as much as i should be right that week that steve wasn't there was actually the week i was the most productive in my home gym i remember my brother giving me a call that week i was like yeah work's going great because he's not there as i'm like working out outside and I had a long conversation with my brother, which is something I don't do often anymore. So everything was just working. Like everything was just firing on all cylinders that week. And that's why I realized I love my job. I can see myself doing this in the future, being a coordinator or manager in the future. But literally, I'm just being kept by this one person because he has all the power in the world. And I'm just a pawn. And I can only move one square at a time as a pawn. But if the controller doesn't tell me or chooses for me to move up, I can't do anything. Hate being in that position. So Trigger might be the play. Who knows? Maybe I'll try to find something else. That way I don't feel like I'm taking a step back. Do I regret doing what I did? No, obviously not. Learned a lot. I did it with the greatest intention of making more money, which, as I said, resulted in good things. So just taking that. One of the things that I saw the other day, which definitely hit home, were two things. One was, you don't make a good decision, you don't make a bad decision, you make a decision and you live with it. So when I heard that, something clicked and I was like, yeah, like as long as I feel comfortable with the decision, I don't have to feel any different about it. And I made this decision, didn't work out, did everything I could, that's all I can do, move on from it, right? And me thinking... Going back to an old job isn't the worst thing in the world because I did it with Domino's. I went back to Domino's three times until I officially burned that bridge and told myself, hey, I will never do this again. And when I put that in my mind, I said, "Okay, cool. I've never been there again and I will never touch that job again. You know, taking one step back in order to take three steps forward has pretty much been the motto of my life or at least what has happened within my life. Taking one step back in order to take those three steps forward. Everything around work also kind of sucked after that like i told you to stop going to the gym stressed all the damn time i've been having headaches barely eating because i'm stressed starving i am not sleeping well because i am opting to go to sleep later because that is my only time of enjoyment so then i'm sleeping between 12 and 2 still to wake up between 5 30 and 6 sometimes until 6 15 to the point where sometimes I don't take a shower in the morning. I take it when I come back home or at night because I love taking showers in the morning. That's how I wake up. But now I don't have any energy to or I don't have enough time to. So I'm not awake in the morning because I don't take that shower. Just different pieces. Just everything that I want to be focused on, I am not outside of work. So the first step for me, if I want to go back to the gym before I make that step, my diet, in my opinion, what I want to focus on first is at least the sleep part. The sleep aspect to me will change everything. So if I go back on a regular sleeping schedule and be able to do that, cool. I try to make the effort to sleep on time during the weekday, but I physically cannot sleep. Don't know why. Like I'm laying down in bed at nine, can't sleep. Laying down at 10, cannot sleep. I had a week where I was doing pretty good and the weekend comes and my body just does not want to sleep at nine. It sleeps at two in the morning on weekends. And I'm just like, well, damn, like I've tried everything. I've tried melatonin. I've tried everything. It just doesn't work. So I said, yeah, literally everything is being influenced by this job. I got to get out of here. 
I got to find a way to reset myself. In recent memory, what was the most progress I made as a human being, we'll say, and that was during the target time because I had a good routine. I had a good schedule. Yeah, maybe the decisions I was making with people or, you know, the coworkers and that whole group and that whole story wasn't the best. No. But if I analyze everything else outside of that, it was amazing. Diet was great. Lost so much weight. Going to the gym almost every single day. I was having good connection with people outside of work. Everything was literally in place where I wanted it to be. And it and it makes sense when you move somewhere, your ground's going to be shaken, right? You're going to, what is it? The floor is uh, moved from under you. So you feel like you're falling and you try to, you know, take control of it again. And I just failed to take that control. So me trying to get control didn't work. So I'm going to put, you know, something stable under me again. That way I can reset, move forward again. Don't know if target is fully the play yet, but it's definitely in the front of my mind rather than the back of my mind right now. The other thing that I was told to do, which brings up the point about looking at the past, it's really, you know, when you look at the past too much, you get depressed. When you look at the future, you get anxiety. You have to live in the present. I felt like I was living in the present, but I guess I was blinding myself to that as well. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm living in the present. I'm doing good. I'm taking things day by day, but I really wasn't. And when that person told me, it was really like a slap in the face. Which is why spiritual counselor Adiana, one of the best people I know, it's why I go to her every month. It's because at least I get a reset and level head from every session that I go to. Because when she told me that, I'm like, yeah, which was yesterday. I was like, yeah, I got to I gotta definitely live in the present because I'm not doing that. When I was doing that was, again, during the target area because I was able to lose myself correctly again phrase completely wrong i was able to meditate and be in a zen mode in order to progress myself in the aspects that i wanted to progress in moving forward gotta get a new job 100 percent. whether i bite the bullet and take target and do that if that's the opening cool is it finding a random ass part-time job somewhere else maybe is it Taking a full-time job, but taking a little bit less pay. Like I said, like doing the $18 an hour thing. Cool. I tried to find a job doing uh, leasing consulting. Being a leasing agent, like at an apartment complex. I felt like that would be fun. My mom told me that all of the major jobs I've had recently has all have to do with houses or real estate. Where it was Home Depot, obviously home improvement. And then I went to go work with that guy that did custom built-ins and home improvements and stuff, repairs, handyman stuff, real estate doing that. And then now I'm in project managing for residential. Like everything just like leans to that. She's like, okay, cool. Like if you want to become a property manager or a leasing consultant, do that because it seems like life always brings you back into real estate in one way or another. So why don't you focus on that? I said, yeah, I could. So I was looking at all of these reviews for all of these management companies and they're all absolutely horrific so i was like okay well i'm not trying to go from a terrible place into another terrible place especially if a management company has two goddamn stars within 150 reviews yeah i'm not doing that i'm not trying to fall into that so could go that avenue i tried applying for jobs that were completely 
out of my profession, we'll say. I put my application out on Indeed, and there were people saying, hey, or like the recruiter, quote unquote, that says, hey, um, Shelly from this company, we would love to see an application from you because you fit because your real estate experience. And when I read the job description, it's something I don't qualify for at all. But fuck it, I did it anyways, right? Because what's the worst thing they do? Not reply or say no. Take the shot, right? Take the take the shot in the dark because at least they're clicking on you and saying, hey, apply for this job. Hopefully one of those sticks, who goddamn knows. Some of, like part of me doesn't want to ask somebody for a job, even though I could probably find it that way. Let me lie. Let me not say probably. I have a chance to do it that way. Should I do it? Who knows? I've always taken the opportunity. Whenever I had those opportunities, I've denied them just because I want to do things on my own. And I don't feel like I depend on anybody to do anything. A lot of my jobs up to where now was what? Pretty much recently, pretty much until even at, no after Amazon, I still some somewhere around that within the last year every job has come from a referral whether it was my brother you know referring me or a different friend that i've met from a different job referring me to something every single one of them has always been a reference it's like yeah my homie denzel it's great work hire him cool perfect got a straight interview without having to do anything got hired perfect this was like the only job i think i'm not gonna think about it too much that I have not been quote unquote referred. I did it on my own merit. So I'm not trying to go do something based off of something else because I can be like, hey, I know this restaurant owner. And I'd be like, hey, let me work for your restaurant. Don't like doing that. But like I said, we shall see. We shall see. I have plans. Will they work? Who the hell knows? All I can do is make a decision and live with it. I feel happy. I feel comfortable speaking on here which is why I did it Uh, a lot of times I put the reasoning that I don't record often is because I don't feel like I'm in the right headspace and I'd say it's true to a degree some of it is just not maybe not having motivation or think or overthinking me creating something and then I saw something else that said that helped me with that and today I just said hey so much has been happening I haven't really talked to anybody about everything that's happening in my life and that's what this is for thank you very much for listening again i I feel like i say thank you too much but at the same time it's definitely deserved and there's no such thing as saying thank you enough especially to the people that have been there since day one and still here after so many months in the future i do have a side note i've been thinking of once I fully like understand what I'm going through and once I start creating a better schedule, even though I say this all the damn time, so you can roast me on it for sure. I was thinking about making a different podcast of having it more specific in genre, like keeping this as something more personal to me, but making something else that deep dives into a certain topic. As an example, like a mythology podcast or a daily update podcast or something like that, I I have ideas and I feel like if I throw it and mix it in with this, it might not 
mesh is kind of like a random spot to throw things in, kind of like a junk drawer. And I don't want this to turn into a junk drawer, if that kind of makes sense. Like I do and I don't. I don't know. Again, I'm going to write down the details. I'll, I'll iron I'll iron it out. And if I make something, I make something. Until next time, peace. Mm -hmm. Thank you.